This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Here's Bo on second down, a little more than a yard. Go flea flicker, go to screen route to Tez. Got blockers inside, 10, 5. Why not get a touchdown? With all those guys in front of me, nobody going to tackle me. Tez Johnson. This is Dirt and Sprague. Fourth and goal. Milrow with Williams in the backfield. Can Bama survive? Milrow running straight ahead. He doesn't get it. He goes nowhere. He's tripped up. And the Michigan Wolverines have done it. It's all roses finally for Michigan. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Ewers heavy pressure. Floats it for the end zone. Going up to get it. Andy Mitchell can't. Incomplete. Elijah Jackson in coverage. And the Washington Huskies have held on. The unbeaten season in their final year in the Pac-12. Washington advances to face Michigan in the CMP National Championship game. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Hello, good morning. Welcome back. What is happening? How we doing? How we feeling? How was the break? Everybody survived the break. I ran my body into the ground, so I'm eager to get back to work. You ran your body into the ground? That's what I like to do on staycations. I eat as much bad food as I can. <laughs> Very little physical activity. All right. Lack of sleep. Yeah. You get to the point where you're like so exhausted from your vacation that waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning the next day actually sounds halfway decent. As opposed to really, truly enjoying your vacation and doing things that are positive and healthy for you. then you're like, I don't really want to go back to work. So I ran my body into the ground over the last week and a half. That's not great to hear. <laughs> you have a kid coming, we're getting older, and you're telling me you're just getting fat and lazy. You're just getting fat and lazy, man. This was the last vacation that I had that was like a normal vacation. Yeah. This was it. I realized that this was it. And I took full advantage of it. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. It's nice to see you again. It's been a while uh, since we have done this together. It has been a while. We'll see if we remember how to ride the bike. It's been a week and a half. You know, what year did we start? 2012? 2012. We started the, uh, whatever the super, like as a full-time show, whenever the Ravens Niners Super Bowl was. Okay, so that was 2012 season, 2013 technically. Sounds about right. Let's call it a decade plus. I still get in my car after long times off, and I still get in the car and get a little nervous. I'm like, Dude, I, you're like, oh, ooh, I don't know. I, I, the only thing I did when I was on my vacation, <laughs> this related, was uh, I think we did one pod and I did the gambling show once. But those are different formats. It's different. It's <laughs> right. not the same thing. You got to make sure you remember how to talk. It's a little nerve-wracking. Now, I was in here two days ago doing a thrilling Oregon Fiesta Bowl preview show. Yeah, I had a question about this. <laughs> sure, fire away, Bob. Because I retweeted your tweet. Yes. You, okay, you you did this on the non-game day. Non-game day which show. I get. The game was early, <laughs> 10 a.m. Yeah, I did not want to wake up at New Year's on New Year's Day at 4 o'clock in the morning. 
I thought you were taping that show and then going to air it as live, and you were like, come join us now. And I'm like, it's the day before, and you're doing the pregame? We I didn't dub- know. We double-dipped, man. You double-dipped. Ch- dipped the chip, then we dipped the chip again. So you did air it again. Yes, we did yesterday morning. Yes. But you did that pregame show twice. 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 I was up ah. at 5.50 to make sure that the re-air re-aired properly and on time. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Huh? I can't Hi. hear you. can't Hi. hear you over there. Hi, Swag. Let me get, let me change the camera. You, you look need to like turn you, a light on because anybody can anybody see your mouth? I don't think anybody can see him now. <laughs> I don't okay. know. He's got a hat and a mask. Let me see what's going on. Over you look there. like you shouldn't be here. To be honest, with uh, you. I actually feel much better. What's what's going on over there? Uh, we <laughs> what's we happening back, here? We brought <laughs> back from Hawaii a little COVID. Oh, oh, that's oh, yes. nice. That's yes. why you're dressed like Bane this morning. Pretty much, darkness is your. But eye. we did test. I negative. was born in it, molded by it. <laughs> Tested negative this morning. And so 48 hours, so Thursday morning we test negative, then we can get rid of the mask and move on with life, okay. which is a good thing. Well, that's good. My wife also has COVID right now, so I got that going for me. And you didn't come in with a mask. Nah, what the hell, man. I'm Aaron Rodgers out here. Survival of the fittest. Figure it out. I'm going to cough on your, uh, uh, on your no, mouse I, over there. I have a spouse who still uh, treats COVID like we did two years ago. <laughs> Still very delicate with it. Uh, yes, yeah, well, yes, I, very delicate. Yeah, teach their own, it. man. Teach their own. No and judgments. I knew. I'm fully aware of that, mm. and that's just the way life is. And she left you. Uh, I have not stood next to my wife within arm's distance since I left Tuesday, December 19th at 5 in the morning. <laughs> Which tells me next time you are within arm's distance, you're going to be like, meep, meep. <laughs> nice to see you. A little bit of a squeeze. Yes, Hello. Hello, I if, missed if you. All, if everything's <laughs> negative on Thursday, okay. do not be texting me Thursday evening. Okay, stay away from you Thursday. Yeah, the, we got the, the, the wife. 4.30 p.m. sex. <laughs> Welcome to Sky old married life. in flight. <laughs> Yeah, the, we, uh, the wife had the sniffles the other day, and it was one of those, like, my wife is always worried about being, she's like a hypochondriac with her pregnancy. Yeah. Like, everything she does is like, should I have done that? Should, should I have eaten this? Like, it's constant yeah. day in and day out. And so I've just gotten used to the point of being like, no, you're fine. Don't You got nothing to worry about. Don't worry about it. And the other day, she had, like, the sniffles for half the day. And she's like, what if I'm sick? What if something's wrong? I'm like, you probably, you just have the sniffles. You're okay. It's just the sniffles. Then she took a COVID test and brought it out. And she's like, can you see the line here? And I'm like, well, I can't even remember what night. This was like the night before New Year's Eve. I'm watching something on TV. Maybe it was NFL Sunday or something. or No, it was the Saturday night NFL game. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, you're f- like, you have nothing to worry. There's no line there. There's nothing, nothing going on. She went and took another test like an hour later. Just a dark, thick line. Mm. Like, oh, okay. I guess, I guess we legit have COVID. Okay. You know, if I got sniffles, and I, I wouldn't say I've had sniffles, but I feel like every once in a while I wake up in the morning, or yeah. I just like my nose will be a little stuffy, and eventually yeah. it goes away. It's just like around for 20 minutes or so. Yes. If I get the sniffles, my first thought is not. I'm taking a COVID test. No, I told if she was not pregnant, she would not have taken a test because she just has a stuffed up nose. That's all she has. Yeah, see that, I, and I know that uh, Swaghead said when he has he's had COVID twice now, his has been a little congestion, and I totally get it. I just when I had COVID, it wiped me to the couch. Yes, you had a bad case. So like if I was running a fever and right. delirious, like then I'll take the COVID test. But like the sniffles, I could very well have COVID. But I'm just like. Meh. Not yeah, even, it, not even registering. Was, no, there was a bit of si- there was sinus pressure, so I recognized it as the same thing. And yeah, see, that's a good point. Is that that was what your symptoms it were? Was what it was, and so, um, so yeah. When I got home, fortunately, the flight back from Hawaii was not that crowded on Christmas night. So <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> there was space. Was, and uh, yeah, got home. So yeah. Uh, it's very weird watching you talk with a mask it on. Is a little I gotta weird, be honest yeah. with you. It's, it is. It's, we didn't even do that when we were in the COVID lockdown protocol thing. Just trying just... to be respectful of others. Here. Hey, no, I, I, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just telling you, like, admittedly, do I need you... to turn up my mic? No, you, okay. you just look like you're Bane, and you're about to take over. I'm here to take Portland over. <laughs> the well, reckoning. Somebody, somebody with a brain needs to take Portland over. So <laughs> yeah. I'll volunteer my services. Uh, you got an argument. There, you got. We got. We got some issues right now. You got an argument. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. There was a lot that happened while we were on vacation. Swag, swag before the show goes. 
should I pull Dan Campbell audio? And I went, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so Feels anymore. Like that was a month ago. I know. Doesn't it, isn't it crazy? Like I was singing that last night watching the that second was Saturday night. We didn't even get to talk about Ravens Niners. No. Like that was a massive story. We watched the Niners get absolutely bullied at home. We already have another game that's happened for both those teams, and they've clinched their buys. We've already been on to basketball season as Ducks are 2-0 and in conference Can I be play honest with without you? any bigs. Can I be honest with you? You, you watch don't the, even know we're that. We're in the trust tree right now? You watch yeah. that UCLA game. I watch good chunks of both the USC and UCLA There you games. go. Oh, you watch US, USC sucks. They did, but it was the Brawny thing. I was like, ah, oh, I, I think I was on my ESPN Plus account, and I, I didn't yeah, even know the, the game was happening. USC. And I saw the <laughs> score in the first. I was like, oh, look at that. USC's here. Let's turn on Bronny James. And they won the game. And then UCLA, they had won that one. They kept announcing they're playing UCLA on Sunday. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'll sit around and watch that one. Uh, I'll also join you in the trust tree. I turned both UCLA, Oregon State on and Oregon, USC at different points. Ooh. But I, and I was just tired. I passed out on my couch. <laughs> And I woke up the next day under the belief that I had checked my phone and that Oregon State had beaten UCLA. And then I'd come to find out I was wrong on it that. It did not happen. Did they lose to UCLA? They, they lost to UCLA. They lost to UCLA, yeah. but they beat USC. That's not bad. It's more Pac-12 wins than they had all last year, right? One? Did they win a Pac-12 game I last they year? Got, they, they won a they couple. They got a couple. I think they got a couple. Are we sure they about had that? three. No. You sure about that? <laughs> well, they didn't have a great year. They didn't have a great they year. They had a couple Pac-12 wins. Let me go to the Come research on. machine. There were some bad Pac-12 <laughs> basketball teams last year. <laughs> didn't you guys have, like, one of the worst years in the history of the conference? It wasn't the worst year Tinkles had. Was that not Was that not last year? Was that, that two years ago? Year. No, that was, like, three or four years ago. Wasn't right, it? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm scrolling to my M's, to my N's. Pac-12. I'm going to start scouting the. Five and fifteen yeah. in Pac-12 play. Five. You stand corrected. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Or I stand corrected. Cal was two and eighteen though. Dear yes, God, Cal was Cal. awful. Here's here's, here's another here's, a, here's another point that I'm making. We've been gone so long. We've organically brought up college hoops, and we don't even get to talk about how my Beavers are now playing against his pilots. That's right. In a conference that game. Conference opponents. Yeah, you guys are in the WCC now. Yeah, welcome the Beavs and the Cougs. <laughs> Let's go. You're gonna Not a, this year. How but... fired up was Swag when that announcement came down? He's going to uh, call games at Gill. You get a conference game. Let's counter that. I have that. called games at Gill. I'm not as a conference game, though. Well, I haven't been. I've never been to Pullman. Oh. Let's counter that. How disappointed was Sprague when he yeah. found out that's the conference they're playing in? Yeah, it's not great. Massively, it's not massively great. disappointed. It's only for two years, though. You hope. Two years. See where you're at. Maybe there's a realignment Is it an wheel. excuse to go to the kennel? Would you go see Oregon State play Gonzaga in the kennel? Am I getting a free ticket to that overcharged venue? Yeah, to go to Spokane. How are you getting to Spokane? You're driving like out there? I drive to Spokane that's in January. Long, you put, oh. are you giving him a spot on the team plane? Huh? Can he fly with you yeah, out there? We'll see. We'll see what we can I have an electric out. car. I think that's doing <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> yeah, how long do you go until you got to charge again, man? You're getting to like Hood River. It's going to take you a long time to get there. What happened? My battery froze. <laughs> What's that mean? The old car doesn't work. <laughs> it is very weird when you're on vacation because the, the thing about this job is that it never stops. And it's a wonderful job. I wouldn't do anything else and I hope I never get fired and have to do anything else. But when you're in like show mode, you just you never stop. You're always looking for the next thing. You're always watching the games. You're always reading articles like it's a constant wheel that's moving in your head. When you're on vacation, it's very strange to detach from that. I took three days legitimately detached and like didn't fall. I didn't follow yeah. much. I didn't watch anything. Christmas movies were on the TV, but then you have games like the Lions-Cowboys game the other night where you want to, like, you have takes. You're watching the game. Mm. You're kicking up takes in your head. You mm. want to come in and talk about them, but by the time we do a show, it's not really timely. It's a little outdated. My 11-year-old is happy I'm back to work. All the takes are not just going to be dumped on her as she doesn't understand any of the takes. <laughs> just goes, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh. Screaming about Alabama yesterday at your TV. I was oh, just don't do doing this. my own radio show for myself for the last five <laughs> just days. sitting in your home. house. Pretty much. In your boxers. Can you believe this? Today's are you at least day. naked just roaming your house by Today's yourself? Today's the first day I have put on underwear since the 26th. Well done. Oh, that's good Well done. 2024, off well to a rip and start. <laughs> I hit three and a half days without showering on my vacation. I was pretty proud of that. I did shower every day. <laughs> I told you, man, I melted into a vegetable for two weeks. It was delightful. Now my life's coming to an end, so, you know, it was fun. Do you want to hear my first day off? Yeah, what'd you do, day one? I'll tell you very quickly. Day one. First day off, I started cleaning the house, getting ready for Christmas. Wife gets up in the middle of her work. She didn't take it off. She starts cleaning. She gets in a bad mood. This is why I hate staycations. 
I can't wait to be here for another 10 days. Yay. Have some eggnog, sweetie. It's a great start to vacation. I'm having a wonderful time. Oh, it's good to be back, though. Uh, despite all of uh, everything that happened during the break, there is a lot to talk about. We got the college football playoff. We've got the Oregon win in the Fiesta Bowl. Maybe touching on the Oregon State Bowl game. I don't know. I've talked to sources in Corvallis. They're not sure it counts, so I don't even know if we'll get to it today. Remember when you guys were so upset at Florida for kicking a field goal last year? They didn't. They didn't kick a pity field goal. They at least scored a tutty. Now you know how they felt. No, I was. I I knew you were going to bring this up, and I told myself I will rip my team if they kick a pity field goal to not be blanked. At least they scored a tutty. They did. They scored a tutty. I give them and that went for two, and they went for two and got yeah. it. Yeah, they scored eight points. Hey, give them eight, baby. Wolf, that was bad. Better than Florida tough. State. Well, it, it, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Didn't lose by sixty. They thirty-two lost- is better than sixty. What would they have lost to Georgia by? You want to play that game? Oregon State. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't have been pretty. 80? That would not have been good. Because Notre Dame had a lot of opt-outs, too. They did. Uh, so let's get to it. we got all the things to get to. NFL as well. A little Blazers sprinkled in. We've had some games of the Blazers happen. It's good to be back. Uh, thank you for joining us on YouTube, the Odyssey app, whatever you're doing to listen. We appreciate you. It's good to be back in 2024. Dirt and Sprague, we get it going. Next, college football playoff talk on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. January 2nd, 2024. Off and rolling on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Get those mail sack questions in. Yes, we are still doing the mail sack in 2024. The sack is back. You can text them in to the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They teach right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. We appreciate all the mail sack questions we get. You can also throw those into the YouTube comment uh, section if you are watching on YouTube.com backslash 1080 the fan. No more obvious place to start on the show than the old program than talking college football playoff. What a day yesterday, Bob. What a day. Well, I was I was a little conflicted yesterday. I gotta admit, I, I was pretty excited. Um, and when I tell you this, I'm I'm being as honest as I can. If you take Oregon, Oregon State, uh, the playoff games and maybe three minutes of Missouri, Ohio State. I didn't watch a lick of bowl games. <laughs> of all the ones to watch, Missouri, Ohio State, that game sucks. No, that game was bad, uh, but I'd gone on like a little date night with the wife, uh, and I had seen looking up at a screen at a restaurant that it was on. That was the game that happened to be on. And uh, I just got home, and I, I thought it was really funny that Ryan Day was going to lose to Missouri and have this thing like where I actually feel – Sorry for Ryan Day, but I also chuckle every time he loses because Ohio State fan kind of doesn't like him. It's a good way to encapsulate it. I kind of do feel bad for him at this point. But also stop dyeing your beard. (laughs) Just be 44 (laughs) years old or whatever you are. Like, just be who you are. Yeah. But I, I I didn't watch any bowl games. And I have found 
I think bowl games have become even more relevant this year than most people thought they would, and yet got kind of sad that the four-team playoff was going away while also acknowledging the 12 opens things up and makes it even more awesome. <laughs> Especially in a year like this where it felt like there were nine or ten teams that could have competed and, and could have made a run there, and it would have been a lot of fun. The matchups would have been great. I, I'm with you on the bowl season stuff. Like I think there's a larger conversation there that can happen about where does the sport go from here I think we're just we're we're inching towards the conclusion that it's 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 okay. Like we can evolve. They don't have to exist anymore. Like there's just not a lot of interest out there in bowl games. There's far too many of them. There's too many bad matchups. You have too many teams and players that opt out. And if this is what the system is going to be, I think it's going to turn into a super regional. You're going to watch your team play. You're going to watch maybe your rivals team play. You're going to watch the playoff games. Outside of that, you're just not getting people's attention unless you can gamble on it or you're in a pool of some sort because it's just it, a lot of them are really bad products. And so I've watched a handful of games just because I was in a pool. I wanted to see some of the Pac-12 teams in their final bowl games like the Arizona-Oklahoma game. I watched that one. USC's game. I watched that. But I, it's hard to push back because bowl season really ended with a thud. It felt like this year. But at least the playoff made up for it because a lot of folks didn't watch it, and yesterday's action was awesome. Well, the uh, the playoff game between Bama and Michigan was an interesting one. Uh, it was, I thought, complete Michigan domination mm-hmm. in the first half, and the score was only a three-point margin, and I wondered, is this a problem for Michigan? <laughs> and then it ended up it was. Alabama came back, and I thought they controlled most of, if not all, the second half, and they took a lead. They added a field goal, so they only went up seven at 20-13. to 13, And finally, Michigan's offense got something together, came back and tied the game late. Uh, what seemingly was going to be the last possession, Harbaugh going for it on fourth and short, fourth and two deep in his own territory. And they get the touchdown, they tie it, they go to overtime. And I will tell you, as somebody who is confident in Alabama winning that game, going into it, going into the overtime, I was sitting on my couch going, I'm going to buy Ken Barkley a basket (laughs) because I trusted what I had seen from Michigan. And even though Bama had kind of dictated things in the second half, there was something wonky and weird about that snap to quarterback situation and Milrose like loose hands with the ball that kind of led me to feel not confident in Alabama's ability to win. And Michigan was able to hold on a fourth and goal from about Technically the three, but Milrose started around the 10. Yes. And they just ran a quarterback dive right up the middle after having two timeouts in a row. That was the play they drew up. We're going to run right in the heart of your defense. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. And he gained no yards, and Michigan wins in walk-off fashion. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the fourth down decision because I thought both coaches who won yesterday made critical de- you know, decisions on big fourth downs in their own territory in their playoff games. And those calls usually get talked about when they don't turn out successful. And then we come on and say, Michigan, how could you go for it? You had three timeouts left. Why would you go for it there? But they go on to score a touchdown and tie the game, and it's just like an afterthought of like, oh, that's right, they scored a touchdown. But there was a big call, and that was not an easy call to make. And they picked up the first down. Washington had the same thing in their game. Alabama just looked lost offensively. And you want to give a lot of credit to Michigan. Their defense is good. We know that their defense is good. But some of the stuff watching Alabama, it's just like not sliding protections to the right spot, leaving unblocked, you know, edge rushers coming off and going right after Milrow. They had a big play at the end of the first half there where there was like two guys off the edge. Nobody slid over to protect. The right tackle was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, it's just they look lost offensively. They had no, you know, semblance of a rational game plan. Milrow could not get going. They finally woke up in the second half, and I had the same feeling that you did, and I think everybody did watching that game. In that Michigan's effing, out, effing around, and they're going to find out because they should have been up by 14 at halftime, and it was a 13 to 10 game. That was kind of a weird, eerie feeling of you dominated almost every second of the first half, but because you muffed a punt mm-hmm. and gave up one long run, it's only 13. To, how are you only up 13 to 10? You can't let Nick Saban hang around this way. And then Michigan ended up making enough plays in the end to get the win. But a lot of it for Alabama was just self-inflicted, boneheaded mistakes, which is something you don't expect from a Nick Saban team this time of year. You're not wrong and I want to get to a Harbaugh cut here but I want you to think about this they are a second muffed punt and like that kid's heart dude that was almost a touchdown that was almost an Alabama touchdown that had to have been pumping out of his chest of like (laughs) just get the ball just get the ball and he picked it up but 
Why are you fielding a punt within 10 yards so at the dumb. end of the game like that? And so dumb. This is the thing with a month off, man, that you get. I'm curious to see if it changes in the future. There's just there's penalties, rust, mistakes, the moment's big. Like These guys have – how long ago – I was thinking about this yesterday watching Washington. How long ago does that Pac-12 title game feel to you? A long time ago. It feels like it was a century ago yeah. to me. And I know it wasn't. It was only a month ago. But feels like it was – that's a long time to not play a game. And you're just going to get those jitters in these big moments. You saw it. Special teams, yeah. right? It reared its ugly head. Michigan special teams was atrocious. A bad snap on an extra point. A missed field goal. Two muffed punts. Muffing punts was a thing to do yesterday because Washington muffed one too. By the and way, they both won. By the way, special teams coordinator for Michigan is my old college classmate, <laughs> Jay Harbaugh. Jay Harbaugh. Well Go done. Beefs, well huh? done. Go Beavs. Told that guy to recover that fumble at the one-inch yard line and fall forward so we don't have to deal about it. Imagine losing a game on a safety or a defensive I touchdown. I was wondering if this game was going like to end with a safety. 12, well, what, 12, 15 seconds left? Yeah. That would have been the worst ending of all time. Here's the other part of it, too. If you replay that muffed punt 10 times, how many times does the ball just cleanly drop to him, God, yeah. and does he pick it up cleanly and stay out of the end zone? I bet you it's less than five. Yes. And he, whoever that kid is, <laughs> kudos to him. He didn't look like a punt returner, by the way. He kind of looked like a mix between a punt returner and a punter. If they had a son, that's what that guy would look like. <laughs> Bit of a long snapper vibe. Yeah, to him. like uh. lanky, no real muscle definition. <laughs> like, why is he back there? This is the guy you go with? But... I, it just It's wild how close a margin it was where Saban loses, Harbaugh wins a big playoff game for the first time, and it all boils down to essentially that guy's ability to pick up that football in that moment wild. versus the ball bouncing weird. He gets pummeled. Bama picks it up. Touchdown Alabama with 15 seconds to go. Michigan is basically lost. Just absolutely. That would have been such a crazy way to end that game. You, you look, though, because you mentioned the the last play there for Alabama where they tried, you know, fourth, fourth and goal, you need to score a touchdown. And if you go look at the overhead camera angle, they actually had a decent play drawn up. I think it was supposed to be kind of a, a throw out into the flat, and they had two blockers out on the edge, and the running back had a bit of an advantage on the linebacker or safety that was guarding him. But if you go back and watch the play, it was another low snap. Low snaps killed them yesterday. How you still can't hike the ball this late in the season is beyond me. But they had a great drive in the third quarter, snapped it between his legs twice. All right, there goes that drive. And then the biggest play of the game, I think if you hit him in the chest like you should, maybe he throws that thing out into the flat and you score a touchdown. But instead, it's a low snap. He kind of bobbles he forward to catch it. Too, and like, you just, oh no. I got to go. I got to yeah. run. And he just ran right into a brick wall and had nowhere to go. Um, we've got uh, Harbaugh. Did you did you find Harbaugh kind of weird yesterday? He's always weird. No, 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 no. But like, <laughs> I have found him in the last week or so with this Rose Bowl. I, I find him to be very odd. He doesn't want to talk. This is it. He understands this is it. He's leaving. He knows he's leaving. You think that's what this is? I, I do. Yeah. I also think the cheating scandal. I think he's a makes cheater, it... and he knows he's a cheater, and he feels a lot of shame about it, even yeah. though he's smiling, saying, "Who has it better than us?" Yeah, Post game, it was a one answer, and then here, talk to this guy. Give it to Blake Corum. Let's talk to Blake Corum here. You, well, Reese Davis was like, uh, 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 "Oh." Okay, Jim doesn't want he's handing it off. Yeah, who's next? JJ McCarthy. I also love that Paul Feinbaum was asked on the show before us if he still stands by his statement that if Michigan wins, it's not a legitimate title. Of course, Dirt, who Michigan beat yesterday, Paul Feinbaum doesn't mean to be flip flopping like a politician. <laughs> Just means more, but it's a legitimate tie. That team is truly special. It's funny yeah. when they beat an SEC they team. They beat the Bama to get there. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that opinion changes based on the opponent? Yeah. They beat Texas. He's going on ESPN said, "Yeah, definitely legitimate." This is the first non-SEC national championship game since 2014. It's been a long time. Look, we won't get into it because we need to get to the other game. Yes, we do. Go look at the stat line from Milrow, and you tell me, oh, yeah, I'm sure the Florida State quarterback would be a whole lot worse than that. <laughs> They're like 100 yards. I mean, come on. We don't need to get into that one. Again. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> I don't it. think they would have scored on Michigan. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they would. A have. fully healthy Florida State all <laughs> opting in. <laughs> sure. Does that count Jordan Travis? Uh, well, his leg went his the wrong leg got, way. He, did yeah, his leg get healed in time for that game? His foot was pointing <laughs> south, and it should have been pointing north. Uh, Jaden Milrow had a pretty good year, and he struggled against that Michigan defense. That Michigan defense was stout. It was. That was an impressive showing from that Michigan defense, which lends me to kind of wonder, how are they going to do against a very potent, high-powered offense that won their playoff game? We'll dive into that one. The Huskies beating... Uh, 
the Huskies beating Texas, excuse me, as I mentally blank on the first day back. <laughs> they beat Texas in what was a very late game, by the way. Way too late. What I are we was doing pissed. Here? I was going to bed at 10-15. I'm like, damn it, this is too late. Look, I love the Rose Bowl. It's one of the three coolest sporting events that I have ever been to, and seeing your team win a Rose Bowl is a memory that you will never forget. We need to knock them off of their perch. This is all their fault. They have to play their game at a specific time. That then leads the second game to start later than it should. Got to have that sunset. Like, what are we doing here? We got to save. Look at the sunset. It's a sunset. College football is evolving around you. Evolve. Enough of your dumb parade. Move your kick time earlier. I don't want to go to bed that late. Uh, all right, let's get into Washington. They've punched their ticket to the natty. Dirt wearing a sweatshirt today. I want to know how that dirt is feeling after watching <laughs> Washington do that. We'll talk about that game next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. That's so good. Whatever could that chuckle be, we will uh, bring that to you later. Uh, when I was watching the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas, uh, Oregon-Washington felt like the national championship, and I was correct. It hurts to watch Washington thrive, though. <laughs> You're going Niners-Seahawks-NFC title game? That was the real championship. According to George Reister, yes, Oregon is the second-best <laughs> team in the country. Uh, damn right. So Washington winning, of course, he has to lump Oregon in and say Oregon's also there. We played him tighter than Texas did. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Held a lead. Held a lead. Held a lead. Hold a lead, Texas. You didn't hold a lead. Get out of here. Uh, Well, Washington, they win their playoff game. They beat the Longhorns. Longhorns are down today. Uh, And Steve Sarkeesian loses to his former team. Michael Penix was mother bleeping awesome yesterday. Yep. 29-38, 430-plus passing yards, third best in a bowl game. Uh, Just unreal stuff from them offensively. They did, however, at the end of that game, damn near choke it up. They held on. They got a goal line stand when they needed to. But Washington moves on 14-0 and dirt. They head to the national title game against Michigan. I mean, the takeaway is Michael Pettix. He is one of the best college quarterbacks that I have ever seen. He is one of the most prolific throwers of the football that we have ever seen. I, I said it the first time Oregon played Washington in Seattle. I I don't ever remember facing a quarterback that every time they threw the ball down the field, you just had like a lump in your throat of like, oh, God, what's going to happen on this play? Who's going to make a catch? Where is this going to be put into a breadbasket? When that ball releases, (laughs) don't you just assume somebody's 30 yards down the field and it's going to be put perfectly in their hands? They have maybe a one-inch gap on the DB, and that's all that they need because he's going to throw something with precision 45 yards down the field on a frozen rope. He was 
unbelievable last night. They couldn't run the football at all. That was a matchup that we felt Texas had the advantage in up front. They got, I thought, consistent pressure on him, but it didn't matter because he's wiggled out of it every single time and made throws down the field. Like Defensively, they were good but not great. Michael Penix was the story. He has been the story all year for them. He was the story again last night. We said it after the Heisman Trophy award was handed out to Jane Daniels. If Michael Penix played in the SEC, there is zero chance that dude is not holding a Heisman Trophy. Zero, He yes. just didn't win it because he played in the Northwest, and people on the East Coast maybe watched three Washington games all mm-hmm. season long, and two of them happened to be against Oregon. And so it, he got absolutely screwed out of the award, in my opinion, and he reminded everybody last night that he's probably the best player in the sport this year. You, you know, and it, it, this isn't until you need to dwell on it. I think you're largely right. I I do also think a big story for them, their defense. They gave up no points in that third quarter, and mm-hmm. it, it felt like Texas was kind of cooked. Yeah. And I know Texas came back at the end, and they got near the goal line. I also think that was a product of very poor clock management by their head coach, who, by the way, yesterday – Short on a fourth down play. I don't know why you're running the football. You went Mario Cristobal. You could just take three knees and bleed that clock to about 16 to 17 seconds left and give Texas the ball with no timeouts left. Yeah, just punt it into the end zone and they need to score a touchdown. And unfortunately, instead what he got was none of that. (laughs) Texas got the ball 45 seconds left. And oh, by the way, might have lost Dylan Johnson for the title game because it appeared he re-aggravated his foot injury. So... They eked it out, but like also kind of dominated that game in a lot of ways. And that was a really impressive showing, not just by Penix, too. Penix was, I agree with everything you said. Man, how many people in the country have not seen Roma Dunze play? Oh, totally. How many people in the country had no idea? They'd only heard, but had no idea what those group of receivers are. And it sounds dumb to say all of this. Like, who, how many people in the country didn't know? There are a lot of people, folks, that don't watch West Coast football. They don't care about West Coast football. They don't pay attention to it. Washington, that was a monster win for them to beat Texas in what also, by the way, as the two seed, was basically a road game. Yes, it was. All the reports say it was 70-30 Texas fan to Husky fan. A lot easier to get there from Austin. You can drive. And Husky fan, like that was going to cost an arm and a leg to get there on New Year's Eve, and they still won that game. They... 10 straight games now, winning a game by 10 points or less. They're battle-tested. They're tough. Man, their quarterback is freaking awesome. Yeah, here's what I would say. I I don't disagree with you defensively. I I thought some of that was – I didn't love Texas's game plan. They were running the ball pretty efficiently, I thought, at times against Washington. I think on the game they averaged about six yards a carry. Like those numbers are solid. They just Texas had a hard time throwing the football. So give credit to Washington secondary. CJ Baxter averaged seven point one yards per carry. He ran it nine times. Nine times. I know he got banged up a little bit late in that game too. Blue uh, was at six point six. He also only ran it nine times. I, that's what I just I don't quite get. Washington secondary was really good against those elite Texas wide receivers. That unquestionably was a matchup that Washington won. That's I their thought. strong suit on defense. Totally is. Their DBs are good. Totally is. Also part of this though, and look, Washington muffing a punt in the first half was a major play that was the I guess calling card of semifinal day that you need to muff a punt to win a playoff game because Michigan did it and Washington did it but Texas also had two just disastrous fumbles in the third quarter like you give up points to open the third quarter for the Huskies Texas gets the ball it's like all right we're in a seven point hole I want to say the first or second play of the drive cough it up and give it right back to them. They had a drive where they're down by 10. They're moving the ball into Washington territory. And I think it was Blue who fumbled the second time. Wasn't even punched out. Like, it was like his own guy bumped into him, and he fumbles the ball on the 20-yard line. It's just hard to overcome plays like that when you have a Michael Penix on the other side who's absolutely torching you and playing one of the most efficient playoff games outside of maybe Joe Burrow in 2019 that we have ever seen. And so I, I wasn't surprised by Penix doing what he did. I didn't like some of the game plan from Texas and I think you go a little bit further to the end of the game where some of it was bad luck for Washington some of it was horrendous coaching like they had the drive before their last drive where they threw the ball three times and ran like 60 seconds off the clock and went three and out and punted it right back to Texas that was just horrible clock management and then on the last drive to your point take the knees punt the ball and you give leave them 15 seconds to go or whatever the 25 yard line they're not scoring in that position Um, but on top of that you got Texas who I thought had four of the worst play calls that I have ever seen. You didn't like the screen pass they that had- <laughs> gave them no gain with, like, two seconds left? You didn't like that? You had the ball on the 12-yard line, first and goal. 
I'm not a I'm not an expert football mind. I'm not a college football coach. If I'm in that position, I'm throwing the football to the end zone with Every a time. chance to be caught four <laughs> consecutive times. And if it gets picked, it gets picked. If it gets batted down, it gets batted down. Like they threw a screen pass on I, the first play. Yeah. And then they had two balls that weren't even catch. Like Quinn Ewers threw him too far out of bounds. They didn't even give A.D. Mitchell, who seemingly on the drive before hung in the air for five minutes to catch a jump ball. That was an impressive. They didn't even give him a chance to make a play. Like that, I. They got the, they got the break of all time breaks with the Johnson injury to have a chance there and just peed it down their leg. There's no doubt, but I think the the other part of that is like also how close Washington was to in a game that I still think that they I don't dominate. It's the right they word. They controlled the entire. They never trailed. They controlled the entire game. And and you know what's funny is any critics of that like Michigan kind of did the same thing. Michigan dominated Bama. Yeah. And then they gave up the lead. And for a moment you're like, oh my god, Saban's gonna do this? Yeah. With this team and this performance. Yeah. Really? Like this yeah. makes no sense. And then he seemingly got it, and they won in overtime. You could say the same thing. I think about Washington. I, DeBoer is what I like about DeBoer so much is how level headed he is. Mm-hmm. Like when things go against him. Never shows any like, damn it. And when things are going well, he's happy, celebrates his kids. I think that that level measured of emotion that he shows throughout the game, even in moments where he makes bad decisions, it stabilizes them. And they've been able to to kind of move on and, and not allow mistakes. That Bernard muffed punt could have certainly been a moment. He just went up to the kid and probably told him, let's just fair catch it. Yeah, calm down. Move on. It's okay. Yeah. It's early in the game. Uh, really impressive, I thought, performance defensively for the Huskies in the second half. And then even though there were some mistakes made, Penix just being awesome, the second uh, second team all-conference quarterback in the Pac-12 this year. That's right. Year. That's right. Get you one of these, Penix. The huh? non-Belitnikoff <laughs> award-winning Roma Dunze. What a weird season. Just a remarkable run by this team. Yes. But second team conference quarterback, Michael Penix, and... Marvin Harrison gets the Blitnikoff because his name is Marvin Harrison. Come on, he's so good. And DeBoer now five and zero straight up as a dog. When the dogs are dogs. When the dogs are dogs. <laughs> Guess who's a dog in the title game? Four and a half points. What's exactly. the line? Four and a half. Is Four and a half. Line? Is it opened? Yeah, I think Michigan's going to get bet up. Actually, I think this is going to be closer to six by next Monday. You guys excited to watch the Big Ten championship? That's certainly what the Big Ten is going to tweet out no matter who wins, They're going to claim it? the hell out of it. If Washington wins, they're claiming the hell out of this title. Why would you not? <laughs> they haven't won one since Ohio State in 14. So in 20 years, they got one championship. They're claiming the hell out of this thing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's hear some uh, audio from old Kalen DeBoer and maybe a cut from Jim Harbaugh. We'll get to that coming up next and dive in a little peekaboo at the title game between Michigan and Washington. We'll get to the Duck Fiesta Bowl win, uh, Oregon State. we got a lot to get to. Dirt and Sprague back with more on the fan we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com all right, we'll get to Oregon's bowl win. Washington punching their ticket to a title game. How are you feeling? How is this processing for you? <laughs> I'm already dead inside, man. You can't lose that game and still be alive internally. I'm already dead. It, it, there was a weird, like, I'm rooting very strongly against them, and I hope Michigan, I'm now in that position. I have to root for Michigan. You're rooting for the cheaters. Feels very dirty, but hey, whatever. Right. I rooted for Barry Bonds, so why not keep the thing going, <laughs> right? Willie Lyles, uh, who cares? Let's go, let's go cheaters. I hope they get all their signs. Let me know if you need any information in Ann Arbor. There, there was a therapeutic aspect to that game last night, though. There was. Like, if, if Washington would have lost that game, let's say by 14, they don't look great. Texas looks like the better team throughout. There would have been a little soul searching of like, man, we can't even beat that team, and that's what they did on the big stage. Mm-hmm. So there was an aspect. This is very Blazer fan of me, where uh, hey, we played the Mavs tighter than anybody, huh? Remember when the Mavs won the NBA championship? It's a bit of that. I grant it. I want them to lose and fall on their face in the national title, but it was at least therapeutic to see Michael Penix do that to another team. Like, hey, we're not alone here, man. We're not alone. You agreed with Tyson Alger's <laughs> tweet. It was I cathartic. Did. It was. 
to see that he dices up not even uh, just your secondary. Makes you feel better because you're like, mm. God, how could you not get be- How could you not be better? How could you not get more stops? Is it our secondary? And then you see it do it to Texas, who had one of the best defensive lines in the country. Their D tackles are as good as you could find in the entire sport, and it, it did not matter. Yeah, I, I actually didn't agree with what you said in the last year. I didn't think that they got to him that much. When they did, he was elusive. But I, I actually thought Washington's offensive line, given what we knew about those DTs, Gave them pretty good time most of the game. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to give Penix a lot of credit though, because when they did have pressure, he could have easily been sacked three or four times, and he found a way to make a play every time. Well, my cousin, who's a Husky alum, was a, at a, like a watch party with his buddies, and he texted me. I thought a really good point, like underrated, kind of flying under the radar of their game yesterday that worked really well. Choosing to run Penix, yeah, because Texas was not prepared for that. Nor should they have been. He didn't do that all year. He does not run anymore. He doesn't want to run anymore. <laughs> no, it it no. almost ruined his entire career. And uh, I thought that was a really good point of just like slide a little quarterback draw in here and they won't see it and you'll get 12 yards. I yeah. thought he was really good with his legs. I think the fear for them would be late in game, similar to the Texas game. If you're if Michigan is able to control your run game the way that Texas did, because Washington had a really hard time running the football, and I seem to believe that they will. That's Michigan's my good early up front. point. Yeah. yeah, they're good up front. Maybe Washington. Washington's O line is very good. They won the Joe Moore Award. We're talking about how well they protected Penix. If you have a lead, though, it just it highlighted it yesterday. It's hard to close it out because you got to kind of throw the football to do it. Incompletion, stop the clock. Do yeah. you throw it long? Do you throw it short? You're just kind of in a weird position there. It didn't affect them against Texas. They survived. But that would be one thing I would be concerned about. I want to get to the DeBoer cut, but let me ask both of you. Because the thing is, college and the NFL are so different in so many ways. But if I gave you what these two teams are on paper in the playoffs in the NFL... Is it a universal we're picking Michigan based on the style of play? I don't think so because I think largely in the NFL when we pick games, one of the big determining factors is who's the better quarterback and who do you trust more. And there's it's not even a conversation. No, I, I, yeah, it's certainly like, not. You a can argue that Michigan has a better roster. That's fine. I think Oregon has a better roster than Washington. They have the better quarterback. That's the difference. I think, yeah, Washington's ability to strike quickly, I still think it's going to be difficult for Michigan to cover those receivers. So the question is, can their front seven, can those big giant defensive tackles do a better job of making Penix uncomfortable uh, than Texas did? And Michigan doesn't score a ton of points. Now, Washington's really going to have to beef up the run defense. Yeah, if they're giving up seven yards a clip to Corum, Harbaugh will run it forty times. That's with what Corum. I'm saying. Is yes, like, he will. I think I think they can take McCarthy out of the game completely, be uh, Jimmy G in a playoff game, throw eight times, and win the game. Yeah, Harbaugh's be- more willing to do that than obviously Sark than was. Sark was. If Sark would have committed to that instead of throwing forty three times with Quinn Ewers, I, Texas maybe they're feeling different today. I don't know, but. Washington just they do play a style of football. I'm curious how this is going to go. I don't know where I'm at yet. It's not a great thing to admit on a radio show. <laughs> I didn't come in with a hot take of who's going to win on a Tuesday. The game is next Monday. I will have some kind of takeaway come Thursday, Friday. I'm still trying to evaluate how I feel, but the the physical nature of Michigan versus not that Washington isn't physical cuz we said that going into the Oregon game. But if they are Dylan physical. Johnson cannot go for Washington. That's a problem. That's an issue. Yeah, I sure that that is a big issue. I I will still flip it though the other side. I can't believe I'm the one that's doing this on the no, show. No, that's okay. I, it's do. great to talk this out. I is is Michigan going to stop Michael Penix? They have not seen a quarterback with a with a pulse like that all season long. They didn't play a real quarterback till they saw Drew Aller in the yeah. third of last game of the year. They got Honda McCord in the biggest game of their regular season. They played Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, and Milrow had a good year. He came on strong late. He's not an elite thrower of the football. He's an athlete. That's being physical, stopping the run. This is a totally different animal. Mm-hmm. Michael Penix is one of the best college quarterbacks that I have ever seen. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, any of your points, but I will just counter that. Is he under duress the way Milrow was? Because if you're doing that, 
I don't know how Washington's beating Michigan. Yeah, and I think this is where I look at Washington's game plan and their coaching and their scheme and just find those find those blitz beaters. Find Do what those Nick qu- Saban couldn't, Kalen. Find those quick routes because I guarantee you if you put on the All-22 film of Alabama's offense yesterday, you're going to find the guys were open. He just couldn't see them. He couldn't find them. And that's where Washington's passing offense, I think, has a massive advantage. When they did those overhead shots, uh, replaying like when Milrow would get sacked one of his, what, eight times? Sacked a ton, yeah. Uh, the, one, the only thing that I saw and it's easy from overhead to see it is like that little in route that was six yards in from a tight end. Like I saw that, but largely they got to him so quickly that like you were still seeing receivers breaking off their routes and he's already being hit. Yeah, and I would say have fun being that aggressive against Washington. They have better wide receivers than Alabama they does. Do, yes. And their quarterback is light years better than Alabama. So have fun blitzing that much. Uh, let's get to Kalen DeBoer real quick before we get to the second hour. Here He was on SVP on SportsCenter. Here is him. Uh, here's Kalen DeBoer talking about getting to the national title game. Yeah, we, we understand. Uh, you know, you get to the Final Four, and it's one thing. You get to a national championship. I mean, it's the best of the best. You know, uh, these guys have been through everything that we've been through. You know, yep. their game today, going into to overtime, you know, they're uh, they're resilient as well. I think from our own standpoint, just I can feel it in our team. We've we've adopted kind of one of the slogans is job's not done, and this was quite a few weeks ago. And, you know, I just think that even in the locker room right now, you know, the emotions are great. We're excited, but, you know, it's not over the top. God, that's a that's a, such a strong, tough team. Ten straight wins of ten points or less. And Texas had four shots at the 12-yard line and didn't throw the ball into the end zone. <laughs> well, they did the last play. <laughs> the last play. And that one was even out of bounds slightly. He didn't even give his guy a chance on the last play. Yeah. I just, they Texas had a guy returning kicks who had a cast on his hand. We What's happening there? They squibbed one late, which kudos to Washington for noticing that. And the dude could barely pick up the football. Who sent him out there? Like, what are we doing, Texas? Sark had this big redemption <laughs> thing going into the game. And, and rightfully so. He's overcome some personal demons. Yeah. Their future is incredibly bright. They're it, recruiting absolutely. at an elite level. I have no doubt Texas will be back next year yeah. pushing teams, even in the SEC, to throw a screen pass with six seconds to go that gains no yards. <laughs> And I'm not even convinced Ewers wasn't down when he threw the ball away. I, I didn't know, like yeah. that we didn't see a replay there. Yeah, they didn't show us one. That was very poor play calling for sure by Texas. Four but, jump balls. Four jump. That's all you got to do. Just lob it up. Yeah, 500. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy. Just, 500. Just give them a shot. <laughs> uh, loaded second hour. We will start. Oregon wins the Fiesta Bowl. They beat in the, uh, the Fighting Fallwells yesterday in the Fiesta Bowl. Suck it, Liberty. They might like that. Uh, we will get to the second hour of the radio program, Dirt and Sprague, hour two on the Odyssey app and the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 